All right, welcome in. Hey, way to start the new year here on 610 Sports Radio. Josh threw through the alarm. B-Dub can't figure out the board. Here I sit. Let's go. <laughs> Get this 2023 started off the right way here on Fesco in the morning uh, here on 610 Sports Radio. So good morning, good morning, good morning. And everybody is getting back to work, getting back to uh, what uh, what we did, I guess, pre-holiday. And that's getting back to the, uh, to, the, uh, the, to the grind of things. And so hopefully Josh will decide to wake up this morning and come on in. You talk to his wife, right, every Everything's okay. Yes. I, I'm not going to lie. I've been a little scared over the last 30 minutes, not hearing from him and sending a multitude of texts and calls and whatnot. And now finding out that everything is okay. So for the last 30 minutes, I've been on edge and based on uh, what, what has gone on over the last 24 hours. I mean, who could blame me right now for being a little concerned uh, about Josh? Who this, I think this is the first time ever where neither one of us has communicated to each other in the morning when something was going on, and it's very, very rare that something does happen like this. I think this may be the first time I can remember in, well, 13 years today. Hey, happy anniversary to me. Um, uh, but uh, the first time in 13 years, I think I can remember Josh not being here for the start of a show, or at least calling and Hey, I'm sick. I'm not going to be in today or something of that nature. So uh, hopefully he is here sooner rather than later. And if you're on the uh, on the highways and you see a yellow Jeep flying by, just let the gentleman go. He's got to get to work. Yeah, he's on the way. He's on his way to work. So just get out just of the move way. Move out of the way. Move out of the way of the yellow Jeep. It's coming down the highway and it's coming down fast. And Josh is trying to head on in uh, to work. But I mean, what what an unbelievable night last night in the National Football League. And, and there's so much to talk about from what went on. Uh, with that scary situation that everybody was watching last night take place uh, in Cincinnati. And, of course, if you're just waking up today, there was a a scene on the field in Cincinnati that it's probably the scariest things we've ever seen in our entire lives and in, in sports. And it makes you realize at times uh, this is more than just a game out here right now. And that, of course, is DeMar Hamlin collapsing yesterday after what looked like a routine block. Uh, but they're saying now cardiac arrest occurred. They obviously administered him CPR on the field gave him uh, everything that he needed on the field before sending him to a hospital last night uh, where he was uh, basically uh, put into critical condition and um, has gone into cardiac arrest. They say his vitals are back and everything is is moving, hopefully, in uh, the right direction. But that scene last night was as scary as it's ever come in professional sports for me. I've never witnessed anything like that before. I don't think any of us have ever witnessed anything like that before, whether it be, you know, a basketball game or a hockey game or a baseball game or something like that. I don't know that I've ever seen a game that has been stopped, canceled, postponed because of a situation that happened on the field. And for the first time, I think in a very, very long time, maybe for the first time ever, we saw the human side of things in the NFL. And it is a business. It is the biggest business, uh, I believe, in this country. It is a business that seemingly can never, ever, ever take a beating. And it is a business that keeps on churning. And last night we saw for the first time what it's going to be like for the NFL to have to take a step back and have to take a pause because of something that happened on the field last night. And I know everybody has a range of emotions of what went on last night and what everybody was witnessing last night and, and where you, you stand on what you witnessed last night and what you saw last night. But for me, obviously, I, I sat on the couch for two hours last night and did not move because I was so just stunned at what we were all witnessing in real time, watching the play, watching the, 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 the player get up and then pass back out, watching them administer CPR, seeing the players on the field crying, consoling each other, hearing that they may go back out there and play that game last night. To me, 
just didn't make any sense to play that game last night. And to watch all of this take place right before her eyes was truly some of the most unbelievable stuff I think we've ever witnessed in sports. A lot of people immediately went back to Hank Gathers and, and that situation when he uh, died playing basketball years and years ago at Loyola Marymount. But other than that, there aren't many parallels to follow. There's not many storylines that can direct us through what we witnessed last night. And I know for a lot of people and for a lot of parents out there, they're questioning now whether football is the right sport for their child, whether or not they're going to let their kid play football right now, what the NFL is going to do moving forward. There are just a lot of questions that remain from the incident that took place last night. And, and of course, the good news is that, you know, he, he is in the hospital right now. He is in critical condition, but he's still alive. I mean, that was a touch and go type of situation where if the right people weren't there and they didn't administer CPR within seconds of him having uh, that cardiac arrest out there on the field. Who knows what we're talking about this morning? Who knows where this story goes and who knows what the NFL world is looking like today? And it's still going to be interesting as people start to wake up around the National Football League today and the, you know, the 28 other teams or 30 other teams that didn't participate last night, what their feelings are, because this is truly uh, an event and, and something that affects everybody now across the NFL. I think it is so hard to ask these guys, especially on Buffalo and Cincinnati to go back out there and play a football game or to continue a football game today or even tomorrow based on everything that they've gone through and witnessed out there on the field. We have seen injuries in the NFL. We have seen gruesome leg breaks. We have seen gruesome arm breaks. We have seen paralysis on the field, uh, you know, back in, in the day, Mike Utley being one of those guys, but we have never seen anything like we saw last night in the NFL or truly in any other sport. And I think we all had the same reaction of like, oh, my God, what am I witnessing here? What am I watching here? What are we doing here? What's going to happen? And what is going to be the health of of this player? And that's the one thing that I think, you know, we all did an amazing job, I thought, last night on social media for the most part. There there were there were some stooges out there who who decided that it was more about the game than it was about Hamlin. But I think everybody did an amazing job of decompartmentalizing the game and saying the hell with the game. Let's focus on the health and safety of Hamlin and see what we can do to make sure that this guy is in the best possible spot. And and that's where it ultimately ended up is everybody rooting for for DeMar Hamlin last night and making sure that he ended up and got all the thoughts and prayers and everything that he needed to get through that moment. But man, it was a truly scary situation in the NFL. And it's one of those situations that you hope you never have to see. You hope you never have to talk about. You hope you never have to witness. And we were very close to witnessing something that could have been very, 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 very tragic last night if DeMar Hamlin had passed away. But the people on the sidelines, the trainers, the the medical staff, both sides of the field, whoever was out there right away administering CPR, man, well done by you guys. You guys are the true heroes of this whole thing to react as quickly as you did to get that CPR going, to get everything needed and moving in the right direction was truly an unbelievable situation to watch. Watching all of that go on last night was something I don't think we ever thought we would have to watch. And, And I was having a conversation with my sister 
here last night about this because she's five years younger than I am, huge football fan. We grew up together watching football every Sunday. And, you know, she texted me something about, you know, football being kind of like family. It was my favorite memory as a child growing up was watching games and, and enjoying Sundays with you and dad and watching, you know, the Giants every Sunday play. And, and, and that's what football has become for a lot of us. It has become this game that we all basically, you know, rotate our calendar year around. Where are the games going to be? Which games are we going to? Which games are early games? Which games are late games? Like football has become such a part of this country and something so big that we all revolve around that when something like this happens, it makes you pause and go, oh my goodness, what are we doing here? And so this conversation with my sister last night was about, you know, obviously this event that was taking place, but she said to me, she goes, I I don't remember like, injuries or anything like this happening when we were kids growing up and and nothing like this ever did happen. And the reason is guys are bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, they're quicker. And it's a different game than we grew up with in the eighties and then the nineties. And even in the early two thousands, this is a completely different game. And that's why I think we see more injuries and situations happening out there. Like we saw last night, because guys are bigger, they are faster, they are stronger, they're hitting harder And that looked like one of those hits to me that it didn't look like bad when it happened, but obviously the impact of that hit clearly created something that we had never seen before uh, on a football field. And and after all of the the conversation that took place and the teams deciding that they weren't going to play last night, that was ultimately the right decision. And and we can sit here and talk to her, you know, blue in the face of what this means, where are we going, how is this moving forward, and we'll get to some of that as the morning rolls along. But the big thing is this gentleman right now is in the hospital. He is breathing. His vitals have come back, and we're looking to find a way to make sure that a human life is taken care of more so than a football game last night. And I think for the most part, everybody understood that last night where it became about a human life and it didn't become about football. And nobody, quite frankly, cared about that game about 10 minutes after we realized what was going on down there on the field. So I hope it's something that we never, ever, ever have to experience again. I hope it's something we never have to see again. And, you know, it's a a conversation that we can all have today. I'm sure a lot of people's kids were up and saw what went on on the football field last night. I know my nine-year-old nephew is 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 beside himself right now as a as a football fan he doesn't know you know what he's supposed to do how he's supposed to watch this sport going forward and I'm sure a lot of those conversations are having uh, place in, in your home today I'm sure everybody's waking up this morning especially with school not quite back yet probably waking up this morning and everybody's going to be talking around uh, about this around the breakfast table and you know driving to wherever it is that you're going today whether you're going to the gym or whether you're going to work or whether you are you know dropping the kids off at school maybe they are back a little bit earlier but I think there's a lot of folks right now that are going to be having these conversations and wondering what did I just witness last night is this a safe game going forward and is this something that I can continue to be a fan of based on what I saw on the field last night and I think all the answers to those questions are yes I think everything ultimately is going to be okay across the NFL hopefully uh, you know we see a, a great improvement from Hamlin today and later on this morning hopefully They'll have a press conference at the hospital, say they've stabilized him and everything's moving in the right direction. And that's all we can hope for at this point in time. And we've got to be able to to look at that and just root for the player at this moment in time and not worry about where the NFL goes or what's going to happen with the NFL moving forward or what's going to happen even with this game moving forward. It's all about Hamlin and making sure that he gets healthy. And that's going to be kind of the topic of conversation for most of us today as we move forward. Is he going to be okay? And once we find out that he's going to be okay, 
then I think people can move on to the other stuff. And that's the game. And that's when's it going to be played? And how does this affect the playoff seedings? And yada, yada, yada throughout the entire um, entire rest of the week. But it's all about the health and safety of DeMar Hamlin right now. All right. Is Josh coming in today? Do we, do, do, do we know if we heard? I'm waiting to Have see if there's heard? been a police escort getting him here. So You know, he's, he's used to these police escorts, right? right. He's, he's used to them after, after games and whatnot. So I would imagine somehow, some way, he called a police officer, or if we have a police officer out there listening right now and wants to escort a yellow Jeep into the building, uh, please be uh, please be on the lookout for him flying up I-35 yes. uh, at, at this moment in time, getting ready to take so that Overland exit. Park, Mission, Mission Merriam, Shawnee Mission, <laughs> please let him through. Let him yeah. through. <laughs> so, yeah, so let him through. So the text line's open for you today at yes. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Your thoughts on, on, on what you saw last night. I'm interested to hear from everybody and how you guys process this information and what you thought of what you saw out there on the field last night, because it is the biggest story in sports. It's the biggest story in America today. And quite frankly, it may be one of the biggest international stories as well to see a, an, an athlete go down with cardiac arrest on a football field last night is the scariest thing that I've ever witnessed in sports in my entire life. Yeah. I went quickly from a sports story to a life and death story. Yeah. And so today we are going to give you all the reaction from that and how it relates to us as, as husbands and fathers of children um, and just, you know, what we saw, how traumatic it was, and just, you know, seeing a grown man go lifeless mm-hmm. right before your eyes on TV um, was just horrifying. Yeah, you know, truly was. It was horrifying. Truly horrifying. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, there was one thing about last night that I think we can all look at and go, wow, I can't believe they were able to do that. We'll tell you what it is next. Fesco in the morning. One of the greatest duos. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. cliches you know I'm ready to die for this I'm willing to give my life for this it's it's time to go to war and I think sometimes we use those things so much we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk and tonight you know we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly a side of football that no one ever that side of football that no one ever wants to see mm-hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. That's Ryan Clark last night on ESPN, one of the uh, the broadcasters, a former NFL player as well that had some serious medical issues himself. I remember he couldn't go to Denver and play because of the altitude at that point in time. And it was, would have had a major impact on his body and they would not allow him to play when he was in Pittsburgh. And Mike Tomlin, you know, weighed in and said, "Uh uh-uh, you're not playing in this game. We're looking at the human side of things more than we are about the game. And you can assemble all these doctors, but if you were my son, you wouldn't go out there and play. 
and and Ryan Clark ended up being kind of saved, if you will, by the Pittsburgh Steelers. They saved him from himself because these guys are are basically told they're going to go out there and they're going to play no matter what. They're going to find a way to make it through. And last night was one of those situations where there was no way that that game could continue. And and everything that NFL players have been told over you know the years, next player up and 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 whatnot. All that was put on hold last night. And the one uh, group of, of, of folks that I, I want to give a lot of credit to, besides the doctors last night, obviously, and the training staff uh, who, who intervened and got, got Hamlin you know, to breathe again, thank goodness, were the folks on, on ESPN last night. I, I thought the coverage on ESPN started out like, oh, my God, what are we going to do here? And then really evolved into this is fantastic coverage, and I did not want to turn away from it. I thought Susie Colbert was fantastic. I thought Booger McFarland was as good as you could possibly be in that situation, the way that they gathered the information at the beginning, but then the way he started to speak from the heart. And I thought that was important as well to hear Booger McFarlane and especially Ryan Clark, both of those two guys kind of weigh in and even Troy Aikman weigh in about former players that have been in, in situations on the field with your teammates before. Nobody's been in this one before, but you've been in situations with your teammates before that have gotten injured. What is the feeling like right now? What is the feeling like for the players? Obviously, this one on a little bit different scale than what we're normally used to when it comes to an injury around the NFL. But I thought their perspective last night was very, very good. I thought Scott Van Pelt hit a home run as well. I, I, I thought he was tremendous in the way that he kind of anchored things and, and let the experts be experts last night and let the players talk from their perspective of what they witnessed out there, what they feel like the locker room would be like. And, and I think for, for a long time, it's easy to sit back and criticize the media and say, oh, my God, they're not doing a good job. The media stinks. The media is no good. I thought last night on ESPN, the majority of folks that they had on there last night hit home runs. I thought I thought Susie Colbert was – I thought Lisa Salters was money in the bank when she was down on the field because she had the best vantage point being down on the field. She was right there to see what was going on. I thought she did an unbelievable job last night. I thought she – uh, was fantastic in all of this. Joe Buck did a great job last night. Oh, you know, all of the folks from ESPN really put their best foot forward and really attacked this thing like I, I don't know how anybody could have. You, you don't know how you're going to react in one of those situations until you're put in that situation. There's no playbook to follow. There's nothing to tell you how to do things. You just go out there and you do. And I thought once ESPN started to kind of move forward and allow Booger McFarland to do his thing and allow Ryan Clark to talk about his experiences in life and in the NFL, I thought they really, really put the, put out captivating TV last night. And like I said, for two hours, I didn't want to turn that off because what they were delivering was just content after content after content in a way that none of us could have ever done because none of us have ever been in a locker room. Never, None of us have ever really been on a field like that before to see something like that happen. They haven't either, but they've been through situations and they know what that team situation is like and how they need to uh, kind of react in those situations. And I thought ESPN did an amazing job with that last night. I thought Lisa Salters was key and crucial um, to painting the picture underneath what was going on in the tunnel, you know, yeah. because nobody knew what was going on, you know, you're coming back from break and you're going to break and you're trying to paint the picture. And Joe and Troy were trying to tell the story without telling the story of what they actually saw. Right. Because they didn't want to get too graphic. And, you know, that wasn't, you know, needed to be seen on TV with them, you know, punching his chest and everything else. But her reporting was key on 
the two coaches underneath and the players getting together and the players basically essentially saying, we're not playing this game. Right. You know, I don't care what you what you guys are doing at Park Avenue. We're not playing this game. And her detailed reporting with the video as well was crucial. Well, and, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, we, we can sit here and talk about the announcers, but the people behind the scenes, I thought, did a fantastic job as well. I thought the camera crews were great. They captured the raw emotion of the players. I, I've never seen players with tears running down their face like we saw Stefan Diggs with, you know, the other day or last night. I, I never saw the reaction like I did from Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or anything like that where immediately it wasn't anything about football. It was all about Hamlin and making sure – that he was going to be okay and consoling each other. And now when, you know, the players wake up this morning, what are they thinking? You know, what are they thinking? How are they going to move forward? I, I just don't think it can be a very easy situation for any of these guys. Even if Hamlin makes it out okay, and, and hopefully it's trending in that direction, you still have to wake up as an NFL player today and go, what in the heck did we just go through yesterday? And is this all worth it? Is this worth moving on? Is this all worth continuing this this game, continuing this style of life? And I'm sure everybody will finally have an, a, a realization of what they need to do and how they're going to all move past this. And we'll get through this just like we do everything. But it doesn't take away from, from the scariness that it was last night, the thoughts that are going through every player's head in the NFL this morning. And, and the folks over at ESPN for, I thought, doing just an amazing job with the coverage of a situation that, again, you can't write up, you can't describe, you can't have a playbook for, you can't find a way to lay out a, a roadmap of how things are going to be done. What do we have coming up today, Josh? <laughs> Way to kick off the year, my well, friend. You know, not, <laughs> and, and, and not, I'm the, tell not you, the mood to bust my balls, but we can go ahead and do that <laughs> when we come back if you'd like to. Hey, you know what? I was scared. I'm not, not going to lie. Oh, no, Seriously. I, I, you, were... you scared the, the crap out of me, and I almost Kirk Herb streeted no, up right I, there. I, like, I was getting to the point I of, like, sleep. I don't know what to do. I couldn't sleep, and then I did. That's pretty right. basically what it was. You I mean, I was yeah. like, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I was awake pretty much, pretty much all night. I was up late texting uh, my counterparts out, Capaccio, the Bills sideline reporter, just kind of chatting back and forth, seeing if he was okay and what was going on. And I, I was I was awake, like, most of the night. Yeah. Couldn't until, turn the brain off. Until, yeah. right. until I wasn't. And then all of a sudden, I hear my wife answer the phone, and and, and Jackie's going, hello? Hello? She goes, yeah, yeah. And, I, and my first thought was, wow, I didn't know she was on call this morning. Neither did you know you were on call. <laughs> that was my first thought. It took, it took me a minute. And I'm like, I said, are you on call? She's like, um, look no, at the clock. And she's are. like, you need to go. And I'm like, what? Did you just forget to set the alarm? Or I did think you see? so. Yeah, I think so. Cause it's, it's, it's on, but I did the tab wasn't. Uh, so I don't know if I didn't set up, but usually she, her alarm goes off a little bit later and sure. Her alarm wasn't ding over either. So you guys got her to, to get to work in time too. I didn't hear the phone ring. I didn't hear anything. I was like, what time do you think you, you zonked out? Oh, I don't know. It was probably Three thirty or four? Oh, you were still up. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just just like, I was like, I know, I know. I'm like, oh, thirty more minutes. And then the weird part: the entire time we've been off, what ten days? I haven't Mm. used an alarm once, right? So that's part of it, exactly. And then one of the dogs was up every morning this entire break Mm -hmm. at like four thirty, five o'clock. And I'm today. I even spoke to one of the dogs. I was like, hey, dog, where were you at? Like, no, I like no. you could do this during the week, like normally. Why do we have to do this now? I'm right. They don't. They don't yeah. get up when, normally when I get oh, up they to don't go outside. Normally, no. Oh, so during they the break, sleep they right through it. Right they through, wait till yeah. my wife's up, and then they go outside. They were up like somebody's up at the edge of the bed, or either scratching or getting a little. 
the entire time. Like, where were you today when I needed you? Yeah, yeah where were you at? <laughs> Thanks, dog. Yeah, no one over there in the corner uh-huh. like the rest of us. Thanks, like, dog. Well, they're all sleeping peacefully. Yeah. So, so anyway. Set Good that to alarm see right now. Uh, see, yeah. sometimes I'll set mine in the middle of the day when I'm thinking about it. Usually I'm up before the alarm goes off, and that's like the worst feeling Usually ever. I was just, I, I like everybody yeah. else, my adrenaline was going last night, and I right. was like, I pay attention to all the coverage. I'll, I'll discuss how I got in the car to listen to something. And like, it was, it was to that level. Yeah. And then I just, I somehow fell asleep. Yeah, I, like, I, I had it shut way, it off because I knew if I didn't hit it at a certain time, I was I was going to be like you and yeah. I was not going to get yeah. to bed. And not I'm like, good. I've got to shut this thing off because we kind of know the situation right now. We'll know more in the morning, obviously, with the health uh, of uh, of DeMar Hamlin and everything that's going on with him. I got to figure out a way to shut, shut it off. Shut fast. the brain off. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Everybody loves Raymond about midnight and I was out for it. I, I heard you discussing hours. a little bit. I want to discuss the moment. I thought, ooh, this we got to we got to cancel this game. Last night uh, didn't quite happen that soon, but soon enough, I guess. Next, Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 7:30, 6:10 Sports Radio. January 13th, join us at Cinderblock Brewing, North Kansas City. We tap the uh, playoff Pilsner to get things started. 6 p.m. begins the party. If you were there last year, you know, if you weren't there last year, you need to be there. We had a great time last year getting ready for the uh, postseason. We'll do it again. Cinderblock Brewing, North Kansas City, Friday the 13th, starting at 6 o'clock. We will tap the uh, playoff Pilsner. Uh, I don't know how I feel about where the NFL or when the NFL jumped in. I feel like they should have an answer for everything. I feel like uh, Roger Goodell and that crew seemingly has, has they navigate some tough waters over the last sure. like, three years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor were the ones that, that got him out last night. Absolutely. They saved yeah. the NFL's bacon last night. Mm-hmm. I thought the moment for me where I was like, like, boy, I, I know this is a cold business, but they keep going and you see them keep going. And I've seen players on knees before and I've seen players crying before. And you see players having that emotion of a fallen teammate. When Sean McDermott came out with the officials and Zach Taylor and he was losing it, that was a moment for me. Like, what are we doing here? Get yeah, out. Got to go. Got to go. Can't play this game. Can't play Co- this game. Coaches have an um, unbelievable ability to right the ship. Mm-hmm. And to calm the waters and to be hold everything in for the sake of their team to keep it. When he lost it and he, he was completely stricken. Mm-hmm. That was a moment. I'm like, you, you can't ask these guys to go. Their coach can't, their coach can't get them to that point. Right. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't even then where they, I mean, it, it took still a while for them to get to that point where they're even left the field. 
But I thought when I saw Sean McDermott was the moment I knew, well, this is really, really serious. Well, I, I think for and, me. And, and the NFL needs to do something. Like, if Roger Goodell's sitting there looking at that screen, mm-hmm. the bat, whatever the bat phone is, that's got to be up, or heck, the technology they have, he might be able to be in the ear of the head official. I don't know. Right. Conspiracy. Yeah, uh, right. Sure. Tinfoil, well, there it is. Yeah. Foil, oh, I'm underneath I'm my cap today. That. Yeah. that that was that was the moment they should have jumped in right then and said, "No, look, not even not even the coaches could keep this together." Uh, right. Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, a uh, big big thumbs up for you guys for for basically saving the NFL from uh, probably massive embarrassment. Well, oh to, no, to, no to, question. To keep yeah. that game, no question. Uh, attempt to keep that game going last night because yeah. I thought those two coaches were the ones that said, "Nah, we're not." We're not doing this. Well, that, that's the NFL's MO, though, to try to keep things going. As you mentioned, try to keep normalcy, you know, uh, next man up, all that kind of stuff. Last night was not the time for any of that in the NFL. Last night was not the time to continue to plow forward and say, all right, we're going to take care. No, we're not going to take care of this. We watched a man literally collapse on the field. And I'm glad they showed the replay at the beginning of the situation when they did, because I didn't really know what happened. I didn't really see it in live time, if you will. It's hard to you know pay attention to a block on special teams in, in live time and then when they showed the replay again you see oh my god this is not something that is normal this is not something that is uh, anything we have seen before this is something totally unique totally different totally whoa holy cow we've got to stop the game right now so as soon as I saw that replay and I really think it was at the point where Troy Aikman's like well we don't need to see that replay again I'm like no we do need to see that replay again to understand the severity of what we just watched, because I don't think anybody saw it in real time. If you were watching the game in real time, you just assumed he got hit, wasn't able to get up, and you, you move Concussed. on. Like, right. Yeah, like, uh, like, unfortunately, unfortunately, I see these like three or four times a game. Right. Where somebody gets hit a little too hard. Doctors rush out because someone has initiated the concussion protocol. Right. And and they bring the player back and they evaluate him. And it's 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 kind of like that. They show the replay, and I think everybody at the same time went, Ooh, "Oh yeah, this is this is this not is, a concussion. This is this is different." Yeah. To ESPN's discredit and credit, in the moment they didn't. I don't. Whoever the director was, they didn't. They didn't know. Nobody they, knew. They, they Nobody didn't, they didn't knew. realize. So they showed the two angles. Aikman's reaction was, "Oh, that's something we don't need to see." Right. And I, my immediate thought was, "You're exactly right." Right. They showed that like two more angles. And then they didn't. Sh- then they didn't go back to that again. Uh, we haven't seen it since. We and, have not and, seen yeah, it that, since. That, yeah, that video, other than the internet, may have been scrubbed. Yeah, the NFL got that NFL, video. Took NFL it away. Network might not have any. Any. They definitely don't have access to it. Right. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, ESPN's been told to bury it. Right. Um, and and luckily they did not go back there again. Uh, but. Yeah, it didn't look. It, it didn't look like it. It didn't look like a hit that would cause this type of whatever right. end of being injury. Um, can I, can I say this too? I, I am not about to start citing what some internet doctors may have said about this last night either. There was a lot of that going oh, on. Grief, yes. And, and quite honestly, even if you have MD at the end of your name, you're not there. I don't want to hear from anybody who claims to be a doctor that may have dealt with a situation like this that have, you know, has seen, no, you don't know unless you are there because every single situation is something specific and something different and something totally unique to that individual. And the internet doctors that were making their cases last night online are, are really, to me, that's, that's, that's kind of low because you just don't know 
what's going on. Thank goodness his agent and friend started tweeting out, letting everybody know exactly what was going on so we could put these Internet doctors to bed because I think they get out there and they say things, and then people start to say, this is gospel. So-and-so doctor on Twitter said this. Or you hear, like, TV stations will have the local doctor on today saying, well, what could have happened? You don't know. You're not there. Like, I really resent when people bring doctors on that haven't analyzed or examined that patient for their opinion to what's going on, because your opinion to what's going on, quite frankly, doesn't matter to that patient. I want to hear from the people who have been with that patient to let us know what is truly going on until I hear from his doctors. I'm not going to feel good about this. Situation. Yeah, no, no, not at all. And and you you'd mentioned earlier, you know, the having your kids around or whatever. Yeah. And that was that was a good portion of what we were doing last night was like, stop reading. Stop, stop reading the stop Internet. Reading. Yeah. Stop reading the Internet. Yep. Stop reading. Mm hmm. Because you don't, you don't know. We don't know what the information is. They were asking, "Is the game?" I stop. Mm-hmm. I was, that's when I'm like, I'm like, just stop. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. We can, pa- we can all pay attention to what the coverage is. Don't be falling into the trap of, well, we're not going to do today. We're not going to be. We're probably not going to be first on anything today. Right. We're going to try to be right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, care is, about being which first. Which is always I have our no goal. interest like, in that. Let's yeah. be right about it rather than being first, because some of the first last night was pretty reckless. Yeah, it really if was. If you just looked at, like, general, it wasn't, it, a lot of it wasn't news media. It was just stuff that was just carry, picking up and carrying on. Right. You know, someone who has knows someone who knows someone that works at the hospital. Sure. Nonsense that was going on last night. Like, uh, that was, like, more of the, the kid education that we were doing. Like, okay, we're going to wait. There's, there's, there's right, and there's official, and then there's officially right. Right. And we're waiting for the officially right. <laughs> You know Correct. I mean? like, yeah. Like, just don't jump four steps ahead to to get to where we are. No. Um, and, and and that that was something that really aggravated me because then you start to get texts from friends going, "Well, I hear it's this. Well, who are you hearing it from? Yeah. That same yeah. doctor like, that I just saw on Twitter say that I thing? I said no. We no don't offense. know. We got one we of those. Don't know. Like I said, no offense. They don't know what they're talking about. No. And don't. No. No. We no, don't need to know. No doctor that has not looked at this patient has any clue. It is all. Opinion, and quite honestly, in my opinion, it's reckless opinion when you start doing stuff like that and putting that kind of stuff out there. That's when you start to get into trouble, and that's when you start to make big-time mistakes. And so until I hear it from the doctors that have been around uh, Hamlin, I am not going to buy anything that I'm reading on the Internet that it was this or that it was that or that it was this or that it was that. I don't know what it was until that doctor who has examined that patient tells me exactly what it was. All, all I know is a super scary and uh, and every player that was there around that circle uh, was traumatized. Yeah, no question, man. I mean, you've been on the field for injuries, but you've never been on the field for oh, something like that. I mean, have no. you ever in, in, what, the three years that you've been doing the sidelines now for in the previous college or in anything? College, no. Have you ever seen anybody crying on the sidelines like that? Um, I, I mean, mean if, if if players are down on, on a knee and you see a little emotion, mm-hmm. yeah, because I think that that's when you're, frankly, your life flashes before your eyes. Yeah. Because I think Ryan Clark summed it up perfectly was, you know, we think about, we go out there and we do this and this and this, and this was everybody in the realization that this is a dangerous sport mm-hmm. all at the same time. Yeah. I think you see that to a certain extent, player to player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ryan like Clark that. also said something to the effect last night of when I was 24, I didn't think I could die. But, and, and now we're all seeing that this, was, that know? was as real as it gets. Yeah. And having that game on a, on a Monday night, 
got pretty real for all 32 teams. Real players. fast because everybody they was got, watching. Yes, and everybody was watching. watching because of the magnitude of the game as well. Had this been your typical, you know, Monday night game or Thursday night game where it's, you know, the Falcons taking on, you know, the Saints or something like that and didn't have an impact, you're probably not getting the audience that was on that last night. I mean, that game was on ESPN, ESPN2, and ABC mm-hmm, last night. Mm-hmm. So the impact of the game, going just going into the game, was as big a regular season game as we We've seen this year. It was the biggest oh, regular yeah. season this game also on the, biggest, the schedule. This was the biggest Chiefs game. We know it, it, that. Right, right. Exactly. This was the biggest Chiefs game of the year. No doubt. No question. Huge game. Huge Kansas game. City was going to watch this game maybe more than the Cincinnati. I don't know. I don't think they probably would have outwatched right. Buffalo. Good chance they might have outwatched Cincinnati well, last night yeah. when the numbers had, had come out. This was the this was the biggest game of the season. Of the season. And everybody, everybody was, was dialed in. in. Yeah, everybody yeah. was watching. Every it had so many watching. implications. It was two great teams, two great quarterbacks playing for so much, so much on the line. You got one team that's just waiting to see what happens to see. So everybody in the league was watching this game last night. Everybody in America was watching this game last night. I mean, it's the end of the holiday break. Everybody's kind of getting geared up to get back to work and do their thing. The game's on. It's a big game. It's two exciting teams. And then this moment happens and everybody is exposed to it. I mean, I, I, I'm hearing from my nine-year-old nephew who's who's beside himself because he's such a football fan. He doesn't understand why this is happening to players. I've had conversations with my sister, my children. Like my, my one daughter had no idea because she was on TikTok all night. So she don't know what was going on. Well, she had to come across it. I, mean, I, I would imagine at, at some point in time. Think. But my oldest daughter, like she had soccer practice last night and it ended up getting canceled after they went out there for it. Um, but she she's like, I don't, I don't know that I want to go to practice. I want to stay here and see what's going on with this with this player, with this situation, because we were all just sitting there captivated watching this with no speech. Like you were just sitting there with kind of like with your mouth open going. What are we witnessing now? What is going? Oh my God! Players are crying. Coaches are crying. This is this is as serious as we've ever seen. And so, kind of talking through that with the kids and letting them know what we were watching, what's going on. Is he going to be okay? And, and quite honestly, the answer to that question is we don't know if he's going to be okay. We don't know. And I'm sure what we witnessed last night, Josh, is going to have a big impact on parents, whether or not they want to let their kids play football, whether or not people stay football fans, people give up on the sport. I think last night is one of those moments that's going to have a trickle-down effect that we don't know what what's going to happen, but there is going to be a fact. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some players walk away from the game and go, you know what? It's just not worth it, man. We've already seen players walk away we from did. the game we did from concussions, yeah, right? Yeah. From concussions and injuries. I want to be able to walk away from the game and literally walk away from the game. What happens now? How many players are going to look at that and go, you know what? That's a freak accident, but it can happen on every single play to every single one of us. When do I want to walk away from this? And we may see players walk away from the game based on what we saw last night. And I wouldn't blame them for that at all because that was something we've never seen before. Whoever thought something like that could happen, right? Whoever thought an innocent block like that, that was allegedly timed perfectly in the right spot on his chest could cause something like that to happen. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of reevaluation, not around the not just around the NFL, but around really sport. Yeah, sport, youth sports too. I mean, you know, and I think at some point, if you're on the fence of letting your kid play football, last night did not help. And I think at some point, everything will go on like it does. Yep, the natural cycle of things. But I think we will have kind of. I think a similar reset to the concussion reset, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't have a ton of players drop out, but there were a bunch in their prime that just said, "I'm out." And you're like, "Wow, they're." They're really, and then we had we had a complete wave of, we're not playing football, right? That that happened for sure mm-hmm. at a low at lower levels, but we saw it at the highest level. 
uh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked that, that there's a player that watched that and go, wow, I don't want that to be me. Yeah. I'm and I don't know away. if I can continue. Uh, today is going to be an amazing day for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in a good way, but no. amazing day in the NFL to see how how it reacts uh, to this and how uh, how it's led. Put that way, how well, it's led. Look, I'll say this, and, and and I know it's not a popular opinion. I still think Roger Goodell is a great leader. Last night was one of those situations where on social media we wanted and demanded him to cancel the game right away, right? And and obviously it, it should have been done earlier than it was, but. I'm sure there were a lot of logistics that were going on behind the scenes. Like, number one, is this guy okay? And I'm sure the league was focused on that more so than worrying about canceling a game at that moment in time. They were gathering information on Hamlin to make sure that he was okay. Once they had all, like, like you had to follow those steps in order to get to the end result. And did it take longer than we wanted it to? Yes. But we're also in an instant gratification society where if what you want to happen doesn't happen right now, they're doing it wrong. I still think with the way that he led during COVID – and, and, and everything since then. I think Roger Goodell has done an amazing job of being a leader over the last three years. Last night took a little bit of a step back because it took a little bit longer to cancel that game, but I still think his leadership is key to seeing how this league moves forward. It's a seminal moment for Roger Goodell. One thing I would have liked to seen him do, we'll get to that next. Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dane and Hughes, Tuesday at 8.30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Looks like you're the not the only one off to a good start this new year. Huh? <laughs> we haven't had that for a while. That one, yeah, I, I that do was miss a good that one. one. Oh, yep. do, do miss that one. Uh-huh. Uh, back in on a uh, Tuesday. It's the, my fault. I apologize. The third of January. Yes, and if you're if you're, you know, jump starting getting back to work, don't don't sweat it. Just 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 get go. There. Just, just get, get there, there whenever you can. can. Josh, get there again. You know, twenty minutes late today. That's all. Then didn't answer his phone for a good half hour. Not to say I was worried. I did not hear but it. I was worried. At all. Worried. Well, I'm glad you guys, I'm, I'm, it's nice for you guys to be worried. There was nothing to worry about. Other than well, how do we know? All of us slipped through our alarms. You eat a Snickers every day. How am I supposed to know that there's nothing to worry hey, about? It keeps you satisfied. It, I guess. doesn't keep me satisfied this morning, though. I'll tell you that right now. I'm like, oh, my God. No, no, What's wrong with Josh? No, no. Good news is my wife will be way early to work. Yeah, she'll, she'll get a good start she, of the day. She did oversleep a tad bit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she's up and going. Good morning. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's There's one thing I, I you you mentioned how how the NFL handled. We don't know the behind the scenes. We we all want it to be like immediate. We all saw our moment when that game was happening. Where we go, they can't be they can't continue playing. Right, right. I, I understand they have to go through their entire diligence. The power that is the NFL right now, I would have actually liked to hear from Roger Goodell last mm-hmm. night. Not a statement. You know, there was a conference call with three people, like, and he was not on it. Like literally the. You know, when something big happens in America and the president walks down the hallway and does this little podium thing at the oval outside the oval office and then walks away. Right. The NFL's to that magnitude. It is. Yeah, it is. Where you get Roger Goodell and he's not taking any questions, but he's making a statement. He's probably showing some emotion. We're gonna we're gonna wait and see where this goes. You know, I I thought they needed this a, a steadying voice last night and not just a statement, but mm-hmm. I, I, if I were him, I'd have made an appearance. Well, and, and I in think some form, you, and it's you easy can do to do it on now. Zoom now. It's, it's so to, simple, right? It's easy to do. Yeah. But I'm like this, this. The NFL is almost to the level of of what we see from you know 
the government yeah. or whatever. Right. And well, I thought, and I thought you needed to hear from Goodell. I thought the league needed to hear from Goodell. Well, last I mean, th- this league is so powerful right now. It, it is the most important, powerful sports league in the United States of America today. Right. I mean, it is something that everybody watches, no matter where you live, no matter how old you are, no matter if you're male, no matter if you're female, you know, if you're a kid, if you're an adult, you're a senior citizen, you're not a senior, whatever it is. Everybody is watching the National Football League, as Carl Peterson used to like to call it. Um, so everybody's tuned in. It does. It has an impact on on everyone. It has an impact on everybody. And uh, about Goodell and, and having that, you know, I, I'd rather you, you said earlier, we want to get this right, not first. I would rather rather have Roger Goodell gathering that information and figuring out what was going on as opposed to just coming out immediately and saying, okay, this is what's going to happen. Because to me, I, I didn't to, need to be, to be definitive. I just think it would have been helpful to just have he uh, be the cooling voice last like, night. Like later in the, the calming, evening, the calming voice after, and just say, we're going to, we're going to go through all this. We're, we're on the phone. We're doing everything we can to make sure he's okay. Um, our first, our, you know, every, basically everything he could have said in the statement. Sure. Sure. I see. You didn't have saying, to have yeah. DeMar Hamlin's condition at that time. Right. Like they did in the state, but we're handling it. Right. We taught, we're talking with both teams. The dialogue is ongoing. I think it could have been a steadying, a steadying force last night. Now, maybe it would have backfired and the whole thing would have been dissecting his words. Right. And here's what and, he should have said. Why is he talking blah, blah, blah. about a game when we've but got it? You know, I, I actually was surprised you didn't hear from him last night yeah. some, he didn't have to go on live with van pelt or or live on nfl network or anything but even like some kind of almost like that taped of that statement i thought would have been kind of for me anyway would have been kind of kind of calming mm-hmm. like you need somebody to calm the waters a little bit and last may, night. Look, maybe that comes today too because you know we, we're going to know more about uh demir hamlin as as the morning goes on and and we're going to know more about his condition later on today I'm sure at some point today we will see Roger Goodell and, and we will see him speak and see him kind of quote unquote address the nation, if you will, when it comes to what's going to happen. Because from, from, a, from a health and safety standpoint is one thing, but you also now have to look at the NFL. I mean, I heard talk last night, again, the, the internet buzz and whatnot was, do they just push the week back? Somebody asked me, are they going to push the season back and get rid of the week between the AFC and NFC championship game and stuff like that? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to push the NFL schedule back, but they may, you, you may see players today say, you know what? We're not playing right now. We're not in the right mindset. How could you be an NFL player right now, waking up on a Tuesday morning, watching what just went on, going to your facility, getting ready to play a game on Saturday or Sunday, thinking you're in the right headspace. And if you're not in the right headspace and you go out there on a football field, that's not a good thing. That's where real injury starts to happen as well to other players. Because when you're not focused, when you're not thinking, when you're not dialed in, Man, you let your guard down a little bit, you can get injured as well. And so it's going to be real interesting to see how each team handles this, what they all say, how they address this situation. There's probably going to be a big meeting today of the guys who are kind of, you know, on the executive council of the Players Association at some point today. There's going to be a lot of one-off meetings, if you will, to try to figure out what we're going to do here and how we're going to move forward. Because you've got to think about these other players in the league right now. Are these other players in the league right now ready mentally to go out there and play a football game? And the answer may very well be no. And I wouldn't hold that against them. If some of these guys say, I'm not going out there again, man, I can't do it. I'm not ready. I'm not going to hold that against them right now. In case you didn't, in case you didn't know the bills went back to Buffalo last night. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't stay in. No, you know, they didn't stay in Cincinnati, right? They're gone. Yeah. And so that 
elongates the whatever the timetable is, right? right? Yep. That they could have, I guess they could have kept the team and said, saying, you guys stay here, spend the night, we'll regroup in the morning, we'll find figure out what's what's what. Uh no, they they it took a while, but sure. they got them on the on the buses, on the plane, and got them back to Buffalo. So where does that I don't know. Right. What they're not playing today. They're not yeah, they're not playing today. They're not gonna you could, but more than likely, you're not going to ask them, hey, get back on the plane, get Could here, you, though? I mean, could up. you ask these two teams no, who were on that no. field in tears 12 hours ago to go no. back out there and play a game? No. How, how, forget about this game. You've got a game on Saturday or Sunday Correct. right now, Correct. right? But Buffalo and Cincinnati are going to play Sunday, obviously. But you're looking at them right now. Are those guys on either of those teams going to be ready to go out there in six days, five days? to play in an NFL game after witnessing one of their teammates almost die on the field last night. I, I just don't know how you can expect them to go out. And I don't want to hear all oh, their, prof- this is not about being a professional. This, this is, is not about next man up. This is pretty this, uncharted. Th- this is, this is completely different. <laughs> yeah. And if you're out there saying, Oh, next man up they're they're pretty professionals. Kiss my ass because this is a human side thing. And if you're thinking in that mindset, you're a whack job anyway. So we've got to find a way to make sure that these players are taken care of. Where's the mental health side of going to come in? Where are the, where are the folks that are going to help players through all this? Because I guarantee you, Josh, what they witnessed out there on the field last night is going to be something that they never, ever forget. They will never, ever, ever be able to get past a moment like that because of what was happening, the magnitude of that moment last night. So there is so much to deal with around the league. And what about other players? What if, what if somebody walks into the Chiefs facility today and says, I can't do this anymore. I need help. I need mental help. I need I need to talk to a therapist about what we saw last night, how I'm going to be able to get over this. There, there may be need to cancel games this week because there may not be enough players that are ready to go back out there on the field some five days after witnessing the most horrific thing that any of us have seen on an NFL field. All the questions the NFL is going to have to deal with today. Yeah. With not just those two teams, but all all the teams, all 32 teams and where they go. Yeah. So, I, again, I think this is going to be an unprecedented day in the in the uh, the NFL. And uh, we'll we'll bring you the latest and we'll we'll be again, uh, not planning to be first today, just planning to make sure we're right today. Okay. okay.